Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. The Friday in the first week of Lent, Friday, March 4th, 2022. Great to be with you on the one, the only EWTN. So much to talk about today. We'll have the latest developments, of course, in Ukraine, full reports in the news and the Vatican and other developments. Then after the break, as we always do on a Friday, we will check in with Doug Keck, who is the President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTM, and he'll fill us in on the great programming coming up during uh, the early part of Lent. Yesterday, of course, I interviewed Michael O'Neill, the Miracle Hunter, and he has a really cool program coming up tomorrow early evening or late afternoon, depending on what part of the country you're in. And this Miracle Hunter show is all about Lourdes. So you want to see it because the production is off the charts in terms of the zone shots, uh, drone shots, and different locations, and all the different special effects. It's it's very cool. So I'm sure Doug will have a lot to say about that. And speaking of EWTN, Muncie Alvarado is going to be joining me at the bottom of the hour at about 28, 29 minutes past the hour. Of course, you know her as a host of EWTN News In-Depth. And she's going to be talking about a series that begins tonight called Life After Row. And I'm proud to be a part now of the uh, in-depth team. They asked me to join a little while ago, and I said, yes, I would love to, because it's my wheelhouse reporting. And yesterday, as a matter of fact, I did a number of interviews for my first report for this series, Life After Row. And this is Monsi's idea, looking at the states that are really the hot-button states in terms of those that are getting a lot of attention. And my home state of Michigan is certainly one of them because of what the left is trying to do in anticipation of Roe v. Wade going away. So hence the reason the series is very well thought out and called Life After Roe. So Monsi joins us, and she'll also talk about the reports that are starting this evening and a little bit more about where she came up with this idea. We're wrapping up with Dorothy Polarski. She is a speaker and an author and heads up Wonderful Moms Ministries across the border in Canada. She's based in the Archdiocese of Toronto. She's been on this show before. We actually met years ago when I spoke. I think we met, the first time we met was in person at the Lift Jesus Higher Rally when I was one of the speakers along with Ralph Martin and Peter Herbeck. And then we became fast friends, and not too long ago, she was even on because of her great ministry to Catholic moms in that part of the world, in Canada. She was on with the amazing Jim and Joy Pinto on At Home with Jim and Joy and did, I think, a two-part report on what's happening with moms. So listen to this. I I, I mentioned this last week, and, and there was a little bit of a glitch in the schedule, so we had to change it. But listen to this. You still have time to register. Amazing guests, including, this is going to be an online conference so you can join from anywhere yes it's it's put on by our sisters in canada but certainly anyone can join the mother of blessed carl acutes is going to be joining yeah how cool is that so she will fill us in on the details and how to register and how she landed this uh, amazing speaker for her conference. What a blessing to speak to the mother of a blessed, and God willing will someday be canonized. But imagine what it was like uh, to be, to raise a child like that, who obviously had just, my goodness, so much spiritual wisdom and insight. 
a love of the Lord, and, and what an honor that must have been for her to see this developing in her son. So great lineup today, and we try to do that every day for you. Doug Keck, Muncie Alvarado, and Dorothy Pulaski, and you, of course, on a Friday morning. Okay, I want to take a look at the weather. Nothing major, but there are some developments going on in certain parts of the country. If you look at the national weather map, half of it is clear. The other half is kind of questionable. Oh, it's very colorful, though, with all different colors on the map. Two storms will produce heavy mountain snow and gusty winds with some lower elevation rain in California. The system ejecting into the central U.S. with widespread heavy snow and gusty winds extending from the California mountains to the north and North Carolina plains, north and central, excuse me, plains. And then we've got some storms severe storms that could develop in the Mississippi Valley and they are also still experiencing some possible threats from fire weather and this could be very very critical across the south and central plains of the US so be careful just like to give you a general overview of what's happening in the weather just so you um, have an idea before you step out the door all right it is a Friday morning a busy one news wise as always a lot going on keeping an eye on Ukraine and other developments including some new pro-life legislation moving forward. A lot of that happening, thanks be to God. Let's get started. Five minutes past the hour. It is a Friday morning, March 4th, 2022. Let's see what's happening in and around the world on a Friday. Well, a pro-life measure in Florida is a step closer to becoming law. The state Senate passing House Bill 5 yesterday. That measure banning abortions in most cases after 15 weeks of pregnancy. It now goes to the governor who is expected to sign it into law and it could take effect July 1st. The current measure allowing abortion up until 24 weeks. The Holy Father will become the first Pope to visit the African nation of South Sudan. That will happen later this year. The Pope will visit the world's newest country in the Democratic Republic of the Congo July 2nd through July 7th. About 37% of South Sudan's 11 million people are Catholic. It declared its independence from the Republic of the Sudan in July of 2011. And some of the world's leading children's organizations are warning of the terrible consequences the war in Ukraine could have on children. As Francesca Merlo with Vatican News tells us, those leaders fear it could have long-term effects on children not just in Ukraine, but in several different parts of the globe. In just one week, at least 17 children have been killed and 30 more injured in Ukraine. Unfortunately, according to a statement released on Thursday by UNICEF, these numbers are only those that the United Nations has been able to verify, and the true number of casualties among children is probably much higher. In a separate statement, Save the Children warns that as fighting intensifies in the major urban cities, children in eastern Ukraine have already endured shelling and violence for the last eight years. In fact, even before the 24th of February, 2.9 million people in Ukraine were in need of humanitarian assistance, including 400,000 children. The conflict has also triggered a massive population displacement and UNICEF warns that it could soon become one of the biggest refugee crises in Europe since the Second World War. The consequences of this war will be tragic not only for the children of Ukraine, as Save the Children has warned of the risks that skyrocketing wheat prices could have in some of the world's most fragile contexts, such as Yemen and Lebanon. In its statement, the child rights organization calls for an immediate end to the violence, not only to protect children in Ukraine, but also to prevent further escalation of what is already the worst global hunger crisis this century. It explains that in Yemen, where a war has been raging for over seven years, 95% of wheat is imported, including more than 30% from Russia and Ukraine. Wheat and bread make up over half the calorie intake for the average household. And in Yemen, over half the population face acute hunger and 8 million children are already on the brink of famine. 
In Lebanon, Save the Children writes that up to 80% of wheat imports come from Russia and Ukraine. Jennifer Moorhead, Save the Children's country director for Lebanon, said it's not an exaggeration to say that in Lebanon, children's survival is hanging by a thread and the wheat imported from Ukraine is a vital lifeline. And there's also developing news out of Ukraine. A Ukrainian nuclear power plant under Russian control this morning after an attack that sparked fears of a Chernobyl-style nuclear disaster. Ukrainian parliament member Oleksandr Ustinosov says the situation should have been avoidable. We cannot control the Russian missiles. And that's what we keep begging and telling the world is we need to a no-fly zone and to shut down the sky because otherwise one of the rockets, one of the missiles, one day is going to hit one of the nuclear stations. And this is going to be the world's next disaster. President Biden speaking by phone with the president of Ukraine last night as Zelensky made a plea for direct talks with Russia's leaders. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine says attacking a nuclear power plant, as Michael Kastner tells us, is a war crime. The Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine is under Russian control today after fighting at the site overnight between Russians and Ukrainians. A fire that broke out there sparked fears of a potential nuclear disaster. The U.S. Embassy in Kiev tweeted, It's a war crime to attack a nuclear power plant. Putin's shelling of Europe's largest nuclear reign of terror one step further. Meanwhile, doing more damage to the Russian economy. Moody's Investor Service are cutting the Russian government's long-term debt. The U.S., its allies and partners keep adding more economic sanctions against Russia in hopes of denting the country's ability to make war on Ukraine. And Mike Bauer tells us Russian citizens may not have heard authorities confirming a Ukrainian nuclear power plant coming under attack. I'm extremely concerned. This is something very unstable. The free world Journal of the International Atomic Energy Agency confirm a Ukraine attack. But Russian citizens may know absolutely nothing about the attack, the fire, or the aftermath. Overnight, apparently just as the nuclear plant in Ukraine was to be attacked, Russia cut off access to Russians' Twitter as well as YouTube. And Russia has reportedly blocked access to several big app stores, Western news organizations, and social media sites. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says rising inflation is causing significant hardship for consumers. Especially on those least able to meet the higher costs of essentials, like food, housing, and transportation. During a Senate hearing, Powell again saying he does expect inflation to decline over the course of the year, but noted the Fed will have to remain very alert in confronting inflation and responding to global economic impacts of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He noted the Fed will likely raise interest rates by a quarter point later this month. And gas prices are exploding. Michael Kastner has more on that story as well. AAA finds the national average price for a regular at $3.87 a gallon, up 11 cents overnight. Prices are now more than 40 cents higher than a month ago. Increasing demand, falling domestic gasoline stocks, and skyrocketing crude oil prices are driving the runaway prices. U.S. crude oil is selling for more than $110 a barrel. Two Chicago police officers in the hospital after they were shot while on duty overnight, both taken to Mount Sinai Hospital where their conditions have not been released. No teeth. I'm going to up to the shoot. Children and one crashed into in California. Fourteen children. Two received intensive care. SUV crashed into the main area of the preschool where all the children were gathered at the time. The driver was a local woman and police say... 
Anderson is about 150 miles north of Sacramento. Twitter says it will reopen its offices this month on March 15th, but remote work is still on the table for employees. An email from Twitter's CEO this week saying business travel is also back effective immediately. Traveling is theirs, and Twitter is committed to having flexibility. Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Be on the decline, but for those who've recovered, they say the road back to normal is not exactly an easy one. Rob Smith says he used to run five miles a day, but more than a year after testing positive, he has trouble with everyday activities. Always, always a very active person. Now I can go up the stairs without losing my breath. He says in addition to the physical symptoms, there are also lingering mental issues like brain fog. It's really difficult to focus on basic day-to-day tasks that I normally had no problem doing. He's part of a nationwide campaign to draw attention to what is called the long-haul symptoms of COVID. That includes brain fog and the loss of taste. It seeks to get people vaccinated as part of a healthy lifestyle. It is a Friday, the first Friday in March 2022, Friday, March 4th. Hope your day and your Lent both going well. When we come back, always look forward to talking to our president and chief operating officer of EWTN, Doug Keck, giving us a look at what's coming up in programming, the inside word as we call it. And speaking of EWTN, Monsi Alvarado will join me at the bottom of the hour, the host of EWTN News In-Depth about a new series that they're doing, her idea, a great one, Life After Row. And I'm excited to be a part of the team, a new member, and we'll talk about that as well. And then wrapping up, this will be just delightful. And what an opportunity to talk with the mother of a blessed. Yes, indeed. Antonia Salzono is going to be a speaker at a beautiful mom's conference. So Dorothy Polarski, who's running this conference with her wonderful Catholic Moms Ministry, is going to be joining us for the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. It's an online event. She'll join us from beautiful Canada. Oh, Canada in toronto canada so that's coming up to wrap us up on a friday you are listening once again to catholic connection a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn check us out online we're all about the resources ewtn.com and ave maria radio.net don't touch that dial as we like to say we'll be right back here in radio land this program is brought to you in part by charity mobile a proud partner of ave maria radio for over 15 years Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Turo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Turo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. 
Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. He reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in thee. At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. Welcome back. 16 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday, and that means we go to beautiful Alabama and speak with Doug Keck. He's our president and chief operating officer of EWTN. Can you believe we're in Lent already? I can't believe it. Yeah, it's amazing. In a, in a way, it was uh, it took so long to get there, but now that we're we're here, it's like it's already started to move along, and yeah. we've got a, a great lineup of uh, Lenten programs, obviously on EWTN that uh, people can look forward to. I'll just mention some of those quick uh, since you brought it up. Uh, on Sunday, we've got Lent, a season of grace, and uh, that program will be on uh, Sunday at two thirty p.m. And then we've got Church in the Poor, Lenten Pilgrimage, with the wonderful Father Richard Holung and his Missionaries of the Poor. That's on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, our Lenten Reflections, first week of Lent, Temptations in the Desert. And it's uh, with a, featuring a priest, Father Colin Mary Edwards, who's uh, speaking to you from the Slipper Chapel at the Basilica of Our Lady of Walsingham. And oh. then, uh, so just some of the great uh, things that are specifically related to uh, Lent, along with uh, all the other normal programs we have mm-hmm. on TV and radio. Today, there's the Ordinary Public History for Causes for Canonization. Uh, right. It happened this morning, and we'll re-air it this morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. If you're interested in that, you can check that out, uh, see who's being made a cardinal. Uh, we're really excited about something that, uh, unfortunately, is incredibly timely, um, it, which is a docudrama called To Believe, uh, which focuses on the true story of a particular priest, Father Sebastian. He was a Polish priest working in a Catholic parish in Ukraine during the mm-hmm. Soviet domination, and it shows the incredible persecution, the execution of priests, and it gives you an insight to some degree um, about uh, why the Ukrainians are fighting so hard. Right, I was just going to uh, say that. You know yeah. what I mean? Really mm-hmm. understand the you know the background there, and of course, what happened with this? Uh, the interesting thing is uh, this was produced by our our friends in Ukraine. Uh, was brought to us through Ivo Bender, who's our, our Polish uh, representative and handles uh, a lot of Europe for us. And uh, it was done in Ukrainian, and we saw it. And we just said we've got to have this in English. What can we do? And so we spent the time uh, getting that put together, and amazingly, it was just done in time for for this to happen. Um, It was originally scheduled to be on in in June, and then uh, we were talking, and John Elson said, you know, maybe we should roll it out right away, and and we all agreed and said, absolutely. And and then there was a bunch of other, obviously, uh, rosaries and messages from... uh, our, our, the priests in, in Ukraine and um, so you know it was very powerful and ta- timely and, and you can watch it it's on this weekend uh, it's going to be on Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern and then also on March 8th at 1 a.m. Eastern time but if you go to our EWTN On Demand channel yeah I saw that that's what I was going to ask you about Yeah, you can go right there it's 24-7 it's free you just watch it uh, we, we encourage you to watch it as I said uh 
uh, watch the program to believe you won't believe it uh, but it'll help you have an understanding of, of um, evil and uh, some of the evil that we're seeing again in the world uh, which maybe will wake up a lot of people who somehow don't believe it actually exists we also have uh, tomorrow we're re-airing Journey with Carlo which is on Blessed Carlo Acutis. Oh, that's interesting because the woman I'm interviewing later on is going to have his mother as part of her women's conference. That okay, neat? that's going to be on yeah. uh, on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So people can look for that. And I know uh, we've done a couple of programs there, and we've always had cooperation with the family, so that's terrific. Uh, we also have Savoring Our Faith with Father Leo. He's going to be in New Mexico at the cathedral of, and, uh, you know, the Chimayo Sanctuary and the cathedral on the Holy Stairs. So that should be interesting. <gasps> oh, I've always wanted I, to go there. I know you talked about it. I remember yeah. you talking about that. It is an amazing thing. Another big uh, announcement is a series we've been working on for a while that's called The Heresies. And the first one is going to be uh, focusing on Gnosticism. And it actually airs next week on Thursday. And we hope we've got like 10 episodes going to deal with each of the heresies that you know we've dealt with in the past but still are here today and that's the real important thing is to realize there's nothing new under the sun many of the things and people run around thinking are new and unusual ideas are just repackaged old heresies so uh, we're very proud of uh, those that that program Tim Moriarty put it together for us we use reenactments that we did in Slovenia um, similar to what we've done in our uh, Doctors of the Church series, so we think mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. um, uh, raises up the level of the production, um, and uh, we think it's important for people to understand, uh, you know, Gnosticism, people running around with the special knowledge, the kind of New Agey kind of thing. But it also, right. in, you know, can in, uh, infect anybody, you know, because it plays to your pride, you know, the mm-hmm. idea that, well, what you're doing is okay, but what we're doing is really much better. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's not the way the Lord thinks of any of us, you know, at all. He wants us to be humble and receive the faith like children. So we're really proud of the wonderful package of material we have. And that's just obviously on the television, radio, and on our internet side, the, we, are, we re-rolled out our app. It's new. Check out our on-demand. It's expanded. And, of course, that doesn't even go to the wonderful work that, you know, the world over and News Nightly and CNA and our CNA offices around the world are doing mm-hmm. fabulous work in Rome, especially in covering these kinds of international events. And, of course, Monsi's wonderful new program as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, we're rightfully proud in, 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 in a respectful way. In uh, regarding the program, well, well, two comments. The program on the heresies. I remember seeing the press release that went out for it. If I remember correctly, Michelle Johnson, your wonderful communications director, right. the headliner subject matter she used was nothing new under the sun, <laughs> and, right. uh, and that's really important to understand. This is what's so great about doing this is because not that obviously the problems we have aren't serious in the church and in the world, but sometimes we act and run around like a chickens with our head cut off because we act like this nothing like this has happened before. And and giving us we have to look at the perspective of the church. Absolutely, and I think you you hit on it, whether it's in secular world or, or in the spiritual realm. The reality, if you don't know history, you tend to repeat it, as Santayana said. And so what we have is people who don't know our history as Catholics. They don't know what the church has dealt with over those years. So they look at the downside of things that are bad and say, oh, it's never been worse. Um, and the reality is, if you read the, the lives of some of the bad popes and you read or the lives of the some history, of the saints, right? 
Yeah. Right. You realize things were pretty horrible in a lot of places. You know, every one of the the apostles, basically outside of uh, John, 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 were martyred. So mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're talking about here. So uh, yeah, we have to realize that the, as the line is from uh, Joseph's amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We read the book. You come out on top. It's the same idea with scripture. We know we win in the end regardless if we happen to be there to see it at the time when it comes to fruition. But exactly, and with the heresies, what I thought was important with this is that a lot of times it's kind of like why we did the whole uh, uh, idea of the saints versus scoundrels, where we wanted to bring up these people like Nietzsche and Hegel and other people that P and Sartre and people hold up and say, oh this wonderful quote they have but do you know who these people were and what their lives were really like and other things that they taught that you may not be so thrilled about the same thing with this to understand that this new inspiring idea that so-and-so is promoting is just an old repackaged right. heresy Arianism right. and Nestorianism or one or the other or secularism even you know as a, as a heresy so uh, in that way, so uh, we thought it's important for people to understand that, so they realize the church has already dealt with this, and if we follow the church, we'll we'll survive. That's what I say. I mean, we act like this is some of these things, and again, not to minimize the issues because we have a ton Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. But it's like, come on, the church. If, if you believe what Jesus told us about the church, if you believe that the Holy Spirit is not going to let the church fall into error in terms of her teachings, and, and what he said in terms of the gates of hell should not prevail against her. We always, as, as so many great teachers on EW10 have told us, we look at the opposite of that verse. It should be the other way. We think that the world is pushing in on us. What Jesus is saying there is that we're pushing out, and we're not going to stop, because we're, our, our whole mission is to evangelize. So I think this is awesome. And I also think it's a, it's a really big God sentence or God wink, the whole uh, To Believe program. I mean, Doug, right. think about that. You I were know, working no. on that because it was such a great program, and then this happens. Absolutely. That's, we all know that's how it works out. And sometimes it doesn't work out, and we realize later why it didn't work out. Exactly. So we always have to have trust, right? Yep. Amen. Doug, thanks. Great discussion. Appreciate it. Check out all the programming, EWTN.com. And I sure hope that the secular media pick on uh, up on several of the things that we're doing, including this fabulous production, To Believe. I think that would be great to include in their coverage. That's just me. I'm just saying. We'll be right back. Catholic speaker Jason Everett is coming to St. Gabriel the Archangel Catholic Church in McKinney for a discussion on theology of the body as it relates to gender identity, the meaning of sex, gender, and the human body. This event is free and takes place Thursday, March 24th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Adults, parents, and teens 13 and older are invited and there is no registration required. For more information, visit chastity.com. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, and the participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. 
Are you a young adult looking for the right path through the challenges and changes in your life? Do you wish to do God's will but don't know how? Join Young Catholic Professionals April 29th through May 1st for their 2022 conference, Thy Will Be Done on Earth as It Is in Heaven. A weekend of inspirational speakers, enriching small group discussions, and the sacraments together with 600 plus witnesses for Christ from across the nation. Visit ycpconference.org to register. Registration closes April 7th. Are you a small company in need of tech support? Do you have technical issues that come up and you don't know what to do? Does your church need guidance with live streaming? I am Charles Gura, a parishioner at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Carrollton and a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Whether it's making sure computers are updated or they are backed up, ProMultis can provide these and other services. We can be reached at 214-702-6996 or online at pro-multis.com. That's P-R-O-M-U-L-T-I-S.com. It's a Friday morning, 28 minutes past the hour, keeping you connected to all things Catholic and beyond. And we know that EW10 does such a great job of that with all their many programs and their news outlets. And you heard Doug Keck talking about some of the great productions that are coming up in general for TV program, but also the different news operations on the phone with me right now is Muncie Alvarado. She is the host of the relatively new EWTN news program, EWTN News In-Depth, and I'm proud to now be a part of their team and also really excited about working on uh, Muncie's series, Life After Row. So good to talk to you again. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. All right, so let's talk first of all about when you were, were really praying about the series that you were envisioning for in uh, news in depth what what did you have in mind for this and why do you think this is so crucial sure you know awtn has incredible pro-life programming i would not i would be remiss if i didn't mention that pro-life weekly does a beautiful job in keeping everyone informed and giving them action items um this was just part of like you said it's part of a prayer what does the church need to hear so that we're ready so that we're prepared and so that we have the context that we need to move confidently forward in this potentially post-Roe world, whatever happens at the Supreme Court, something is going to happen. The justices would never have taken this case if they didn't know that they could do something with it. And so then what does that mean for us? And um, working with the production team uh, with News in Depth, we came up with the idea of an investigative reporting series that gave you a sense of what is happening at the state level. Are there pro-life bills? Are there constitutional, state-level constitutional rights to abortion or protections from abortion? Um, and what does the voter on the ground have to deal with in November? So being able to equip everyone with that information and then also letting them know how they can pray uh, different, different ways that they need to approach this to take care of mothers and the many children that, God willing, will be coming into this world. Mm-hmm. And so you're, this starts tonight, correct? It does. It kicks off tonight with the first state, Maryland. Mark Irons has a beautiful package that he's going to be uh, debuting uh, this evening to talk to us about what is the reality on the ground there and what is the pro-life and the pro-abortion, what are the two movements pushing um, at this moment. And then what's up after, uh, after Maryland next week? After Maryland, we go to Florida. Uh, and Catherine Hedro, who used to be the host of Pro-Life Weekly and is now a contributor for EWTN uh, News, uh, has gone to Florida and is going to tell us what's going on there and, and some interesting dynamics there as well. Everyone kind of assumes that it's a Republican stronghold, but they've got some issues with the way that they're, they do pro-life advocacy and, um, and with conservatives not actually being on board with the pro-life issue. So that's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting one, not to be, not to be missed. 
And then on the 18th, we have uh, from the Great Lakes state of Michigan. So I was telling you during the break, I, I started my series of interviews and I was delighted to find out um, how everyone is pulling together. And Monsi, this reminds me of when I was a secular news reporter and covering uh, Dr. Kevorkian. Jack, not, he, of course, lost his medical license, so after that I never mm. referred to him as, as a doctor. But <laughs> Jack Kevorkian, yeah, and his push for euthanasia and assisted suicide and, and many other things related to the culture of death. Well, the church did exactly what they're doing now, and I was really pleased to see that there's this big coalition that has pulled together of Catholic, Protestant, and other pro-life groups joining with the Michigan Catholic Conference, uh, our Archbishop. Uh, it's just amazing, and they've got a website set up, and so they are ready to rock and roll. So we're going to be talking about that. Fantastic. It's good to hear, and I know that a lot of people are always asking the question of what else can we do or what else can we push for? It's definitely about protecting life legally, but then what can we do for broader resources? Texas got criticized for the law that they passed um, unfairly. No one talked about the $100 million in resources for women and their families and for children that were passed alongside that bill. Um, I want to know, and I know that we'll be asking these questions in the reporting series, what are the other states doing? What is the Catholic Conference pushing for, knowing that we're going to need to take care mm-hmm. of these families and these babies? Yeah, I'm looking forward to covering also the pregnancy resource centers and getting inside yeah. to show people because this is, um, it's interesting when I was talking to Genevieve Martin from Right to Life in Michigan yesterday, she was telling me about uh, a special anniversary they were celebrating at one of the pregnancy resource centers in Michigan. And sometimes, you know, people are very generous and, and wonderful philanthropists and they donate money, but they know that they're supporting the pro-life cause, but they don't really know the details of what they're supporting. Mm. It's been, you know, recommended by someone. And so they had an anniversary party in an open house. And so, one of their big donors came by and said, I had no idea that there were so many services. And so this is somebody that even supporting the pro-life movement wow. that didn't really know. And to me, this is this is what one of the reasons I'm so glad that we're doing these stories, because showing people, and it, you know, people in the pro-life movement don't even know what's available. That's right. Well, when you have your head down and you're doing the work and you're trying your best to be there for people, you don't have time to promote right. your own services. And I think that is our responsibility as a church, but also as um, as journalists, to share that information, not only for the people within the movement, but for the people who are going to need these resources. We're talking with Monsi Alvarado. She's a host of EWTN News In-Depth, and specifically we're talking about a new series that begins tonight, Life After Row, a series of reports, uh, really boots-on-the-ground type of uh, in-depth reporting, looking at what's happening in different states. What I love about this is coming from secular media, I think I barely had 60 seconds. Maybe if I was, if I was blessed, they'd give me 90 seconds to do a full <laughs> package. A package for, you know, TV terms is a reporter's piece that's self-contained, has what we say in on-camera stand-up, sound bites, B-roll, uh, and usually they give you again, well, usually 60 seconds if you're doing, if you're fronting it live and then doing a, you know, a close live. But if we had 90 seconds, we would think that we were in heaven and we get about four, four and a half minutes. I'm so excited. Yes. I can't tell you. <laughs> Yes, we really want to dig deep, and I think that's the whole point of this show. It's it's remarkable that we're we're launching this the week of our one-year anniversary. So like you mentioned, we are relatively new, but it was a resource Mike Warsaw, and I think inspired by Mother Angelica, um, truly wanted to have a different kind of show, a different kind of resource that allowed for that breathing time, a little more room, a little more information, a little more context. And so you're being a part of this, Teresa, is huge for us because of your experience, because of what you know, not just about the pro-life movement, but about gathering that information and giving context in general. 
Well, I'm excited and honored. It's going to be great. And I'm really so thrilled that we're going to be doing a lot on, on the availability. And this is the one thing that we keep talking about in our meetings. And we have to let people know what's available because we're always accused mm-hmm. of pro-life movement, as you well know, of you don't do anything for the women. You don't care about the women. You only care about the baby as if caring about an unborn child and newborns is a bad thing. But people are not aware. And I was interviewing um, Kristen Hawkins from Students for Life, I think it was last mm-hmm. week on Catholic Connection. And she was saying that they did a, you know, they weren't knocking on doors to raise awareness about pregnancy resource centers and most people in the neighborhoods where they visited did not know where the local pregnancy resource center was yeah and what's incredible is they outnumber abortion clinics and so we have all of the resources people want to help and they're standing ready to see what they can do to help and they don't even know where to start so both from the hands that want to give and then the hands that need to receive connecting those is going to be the, the work of our time this is not going to be the generation that wakes up in the morning and thinks, is abortion legal? It's going to be the generation that wakes up and says, am I going to do the sacrificial thing to be there for someone that needs me, that needs me to be Christ for them? Yeah. And, you know, there's so much we can do. And so the other thing I think is really important, Monsi, with the idea behind this series is to give people hope that you can get involved mm. and that each person can make a difference. Absolutely. And every little seed counts, right? The little mm-hmm. way, the little things that we do, they do add up. We are a body of Christ. We are a whole church, and our efforts together can change the world. All right, so give us uh, all the housekeeping details, where they can see the show, the website. I mean, I know the time, but I'm going to let you as the host tell us. (laughs) Of course. So News in Depth airs every Friday at 8 p.m., and it re-airs on Sundays at 11. You can find us on the EWTN app, obviously on the EWTN channel at those times, on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. We have live streams there as well. And you can also find us on the EWTN website at News and Depth. Wow, you got that down, sister. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will talk soon. Monsi Alvarado, the host of In Depth. Watch it tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll be right back. Thank you. The 2022 Guadalupe Radio Network car raffle season is officially over as the winner of the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 was drawn live on the air and our social media platforms on Friday morning. Congratulations to Clarissa Gonzalez, the winner of the Mercedes-Benz. All of us here at KTH 910 AM are very grateful for everyone who purchased raffle tickets this year. You are the reason we're able to broadcast the beauty of our Catholic faith every day here on this station. God bless you. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco invites all KTH 910 AM listeners to join them for their parish mission with Father Leo Paddling Hug from Plating Grace Ministries. Father Leo will present a cooking demo after the 6.30 p.m. Mass on Wednesday, March 23rd, and will give a talk beginning at 7 p.m. on Thursday, March 24th. Come be inspired by this holy and fun priest during the season of Lent at St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco. For more information, visit the parish website at stfoafrisco.org. That's stfoafrisco.org. 
Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. As I always say, we are all about the resources here at EWTN and Catholic Connection and Ave Maria Radio, giving you great resources to not only cure you through Lent, to make it a fruitful Lent, and to grow closer to the Lord in all seasons. And my friend Dorothy Polarski has been a guest on EWTN, also appearing, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, on At Home with Jim and Joy for two parts, I believe it was, last year. And she has a wonderful ministry, Catholic Moms, and they do something called, she's based in Toronto, the Archdiocese of Toronto, Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. And she has a number of amazing keynote speakers, including several of whom will be very familiar to our listening audience. Dorothy, it's great to talk to you again. It's uh, wonderful to be here, Teresa. Thank you. I'm a big, big fan of yours. And yes, we're very excited about the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. Our ministry is on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood, and we do so primarily by helping um, Catholic parishes start Catholic moms groups. And uh, annually, we have this amazing event, the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference, um, to bring uh, women together, to bring mothers together. And this year, because it's on Zoom, um, I was very excited to have the opportunity to talk about it with you. All right, so when is it and how do women register? And, and, and since it's on Zoom, anyone can belong. They don't have to be from Canada, right? That's right, that's right. And in fact, we've got a, a Catholic moms group in the North Pole, which I always think uh, our Blessed Mother has uh, got a great sense of humor and she's got a great way of encouraging me. But yes, yeah, so the Catholic, um, the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference is on Zoom and it's on Saturday, March the 19th, um, 2022. And we have got a number of remarkable speakers. Uh, His Eminence, Cardinal Collins. Oh, I love him. He's great. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so, and of course, our keynote speaker is uh, Antonia Solzano, the mother of Blessed Carlo Acutis. And um, moms, if they, or women, can uh, visit our website. It's, I always say it's three words, dynamicwomenfaith.com, and uh, they can register there. So how did you end up being able to get Antonio uh, Salzano, Antonio Salzano on, on this conference, Dorothy? Well, it was, um, it, it was pretty straightforward, uh, really. He, he's got, uh, his mom runs a, a website, uh, carloacutis.com, and I wrote uh, to them through that website. And originally, um, I guess back in October, when I had reached out, um, they said, well, she can't make a commitment uh, right now, but reach out to us in, in January. So that's what I did through the, the website. I reached out to them, and um, they gave me a, a, a resounding yes, because I guess her, you know, her being a mom, um, her heart kind of resonates towards mothers, and you know, she's a huge evangelizer. And so it was pretty straightforward through, their, uh, through the website, because 
as I'm sure that you know, um, you know, Blessed Carlo Acutis was a programmer, and right. he uh, followed Eucharistic miracles, and mm-hmm. so the resources that are available on that website are truly remarkable. I really encourage everyone to visit um, the, their website. What's what's really remarkable, though, Dorothy, as you and I know, and I'm sure Antonia will, will share this with you in terms of her son's gifts in, in technology and communications, that he was so young when he's doing this. I mean, when you think of a programmer, you think of someone who's gone to college, who has these different degrees and understands everything about technology, but he had a gift and used it so well, and he was 15 years old. Yeah, he was 15 years old, and the other thing that is remarkable, um, and I didn't know this until I started digging a little bit deeper, is that he died like three days after he was diagnosed, and I just keep on thinking of the effect that must have had on his mother and on the family, and, and any interview that you um, you know read with uh, Antonia, she, she'll tell you the lot, you know, I had gone to Mass three times. My first Holy Communion, Confirmation, and my wedding, it wasn't me, Antonia, that passed down the faith. It was actually my son that, you know, was my Savior. And so I'm just, we're just really excited to, you know, to speak with her and just to learn about that journey mm-hmm. of, you know, you're, you're, you're this, affluent family of this incredibly gifted, devout son who's a computer programmer, and boom, within three days, diagnosis and death, and, uh, you know, and how many of our, how many of us that are sitting at home listening on the radio um, have had bad news or have had illness or have had tragedy, and, um, but yet the, the, the beauty that, that's come out of it, and, um, you know, we've got this saint now interceding from heaven on our, our behalf. So I'm excited to, you know, to talk to her and to, to learn. And, of course, um, Donna Marie Cooper mm-hmm. Boyle is going to be giving a talk on divine mercy in a woman's life. Um, another remarkable guest that we have, her name is uh, Rosanna Di Dio Magnara, and she's the CEO and founder of a winery here in Ontario. Um, and again, she lost her husband to Lyme disease, and then she lost uh, one of her uh, sons in her his early 20s. And she's going to be talking about, I'm excited to listen to Rosanna too, that in losing her husband and her son, how her faith has sustained her. Right? Wow. And, and I think that all of us, we, we need to listen to other women that have been through the dark and have come out the other end right. and to inspire us. Because we've been, again, life is hard and we've all been through so much with the pandemic and now with what's going on in um, Ukraine. You know, in, in Ukraine and, 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 and so we need to hold on to some light and some hope. And that's what we're hoping to do with the um, Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. Well, what a great lineup. We're talking with Dorothy Polarski with Dynamic Women of Faith and Catholic Moms. So again, Dorothy, it's the 19th of March. It's on a Saturday. 
And I'm looking at the yes. website right now. It's beautifully done and wonderful speakers. And I'm so excited that you also have uh, His Eminence, Thomas Cardinal Collins, who I think is just phenomenal. He's spoken here in Michigan before, and he's he's just terrific and has stood up against a lot of the issues that you're facing there in Canada. And, of course, you have our very own Donna Marie Cooper-Boyle, who's speaking, and the mother of, of course, she's a special keynote speaker, Antonio Salzona, mother of Blessed Carlo Cutis. The website is dynamicwomenoffaith.com. So what time will this will this go online? Is there a specific time? Well, we're going time? to um, start with the rosary actually at 9 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we're going to start at 9 and it'll end at 4. I did want to mention, too, that a, a week later, and if you go to the website, it's all there, we have an event called um, Calling All Girls, and it's an evening program with uh, Noelle Maring and um, a variety of other speakers, a, a priest speaking on uh, staying human in the digital age, and then another speaker, Isabella Bruto, a girl's stress in the pandemic. What we have found in our ministry, because um, we also have a website, catholicmomsgroup.com, mm-hmm. where we help parishes start Catholic mothers groups, is that a lot of moms just don't have that connection with their daughters and they don't know how to bring up very sensitive issues. And we've seen um, in Canada, anyway, a dramatic increase of suicides among young girls. Aww. And so through these, um, you know, mothers' groups and through the conference, mothers have been begging us, do something for my daughter, do something for my daughter. So a week later in the evening, we do have a program called Calling All Girls, and it's on that website as well. Uh, so, yeah, we've seen that as well, Dorothy, an increase in, in suicide, increase in depression uh, among young girls and young women. I think there's so many of us experiencing that, especially as we come out of COVID. So, the, again, the website you can go to is Dynamic Women of Faith. That's the name of the conference, but it is dynamicwomenfaith.com, dynamicwomenfaith.com, based out of the Archdiocese of Toronto. But, of course, because it's Zoom, it's online, anyone can join. So have you heard from folks? You mentioned that you have a, a it's so cute, you have a, a mom's chapter up in the North Pole. That's adorable. But have you heard in terms of this conference other people signing on from all over the world? What are you hearing? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We have a, a, a we have another mother's group in Mississippi, and um, the two mother's group leaders in Mississippi approached their uh, pastor that can they actually, you know, uh, rather than just have moms watching it individually at home, can they actually uh, be watching it, you know, from the parish? And so... They've signed up on Mississippi. We've got a mother's group in Indiana. We've got, um, yeah, in Minnesota. Shout out to Amber, our mother's group leader there. We've, uh, we're very, very excited about what our Blessed Mother is uh, doing with this ministry. <clears throat> you know, motherhood has changed dramatically in the last 50 years. And I think, you know, women are, you know, we're expected, I always say, to be beautiful, to be fit, to have a beautiful home, and, you know, to <laughs> to work full time. And, and the, the pressure on women is just, you know, remarkable. And um, sometimes we forget our kind of, you know, what God is expecting of us. God doesn't really care if we have a beautiful Instagram account, nor does he care <laughs> if uh, our home looks like Martha Stewart. And so we're just trying to encourage moms that if they're feeling at their wit's end, that maybe it's time to kind of make a deeper connection with their Catholic faith, a deeper connection with their Blessed Mother, a deeper connection with the uh, sacraments, um, because it's from there that we're going to get the strength 
um, you know, I always say too. I, I, I'm sorry for going on and on. No, about, this is great. Go ahead. Well, but you know, I was born in Poland, and I, you know, I like to tell people I was born on May the 18th, same day as uh, um, Saint John Paul, and I, you know, I wrote to him and heard from his office. But my mother in Poland. She didn't have to worry about, you know, maybe having a Catholic moms group because she'd go to the market, there's Catholic moms. She'd go mm. to the church, there's Catholic moms. She'd go to, and, and, and so she was supported by the culture. Why I think Catholic mothers groups are extremely important, to me it's like a national emergency and every parish should have a Catholic moms group, is because mothers themselves are bombarded with so many messages that contradict Catholic teaching. So when you get two, three, four, five, six moms together, it's almost like being around a campfire, and it's like, okay, who am I as a woman? Who am I as a CEO? Who am I as a financial analyst? But who am I as a Catholic? Right. And um, and so we find that once mothers start attending and starting these Catholic moms groups, something dramatic happens not only to that mom, but it also happens in the parish, and it also happens to the children. We begin to see a, a, a ripple effect, and so... You know, any of you moms that are out there that you're feeling alone, um, my life changed dramatically after, uh, you know, I started the mom's ministry because I traveled internationally delivering corporate seminars and had a lot of professional success. But I couldn't relate to these women on a spiritual level. So anyway, um, please visit to CatholicMomsGroup.com because these mothers groups are imperative to nurturing yeah. the mom and to um, yeah, impact the parish as well. Well, I love the analogy of your mom in Poland, because that is so true, and I think you know, in, in my archbishop's letter that he wrote a couple of years ago called Unleash the Gospel, he was talking about how in the United States many, many years ago, we had the culture backing us up. We had the Catholic Church on every corner. We had the, Everything was built around your faith life, and, and we don't have that anymore in terms of because of the structure of the family, because of the way things have broken down, and, and people have migrated to different areas. It's just it's a different world on, for a number of different factors, but it's so true that we need to come together, and the importance of not feeling alone. This is what I love about what you do, Dorothy, and I'm so proud that you're doing this, and what a great opportunity, and, and what great speakers, including our very own Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle, who will be awesome, I'm sure. So I'm going to give out the website again, Dorothy. Thank you. We're going to pray that you have a huge turnout technology-wise, we're going to pray to St. Clair and, of course, uh, uh, St. Maximilian Colby and St. John Paul II that there's no technology issues. You know, we're going to ask for prayers from all of our EWTN listeners. This is coming up on Saturday, March 19th. You can check it out at dynamicwomenoffaith.com, dynamicwomenfaith.com. So three words, dynamicwomenfaith.com, and you can also check out through there the Catholic Moms Group. What a great idea. Dorothy Perlarski talking to us from Toronto, Canada, and her archbishop is going to be there, His Eminence Thomas Cardinal Collins as well. We'll be right back on a Friday to let you know what's coming up next week on Catholic Connections. Stay tuned. Steve Ray here with a Holy Land pilgrimage update. Israel's now open again and has removed all vaccine requirements. Our brand new Buses and Catholic Guide are ready to welcome you. Check out our upcoming pilgrimages to the biblical lands of Israel and Jordan. Pray every mystery of the rosary where it happened and walk in the footprints of Mary and Jesus and let us be your guides. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. 
Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. And we need to pray for all our world leaders and all those who are in such danger. See, in a day and age where people are getting further away from God, you get further away from goodness. Only God is good. You remember what our Lord said one day? Why do you call me good? He said, only God is good. Only God. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to EWTN and Catholic Connection. For all the details on the events and the resources, go to the archive section. We record everything and then post the links a little bit later on in the day. That would be AveMariaRadio.net, the archives, and EWTN.com for everything else that we mentioned. Coming up on Monday, honored to have Abby Johnson back. She has a new book, and this is perfect for Lent. It's entitled Fierce Mercy. Daring, compassion, and putting that into practical application. So that is coming up on Monday. We're also going to have Gail Buckley with our Scripture Verse of the Week. Wishing you a blessed uh, first full weekend in Lent, and hope that you will tune in to all the great programming that Doug Keck mentioned. And don't forget to check out uh, News in Depth tonight with Monsi Alvarado at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Have a blessed weekend. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Would you like to support a wonderful Catholic school here in North Texas doing great things to bless students who are in unique and challenging situations in life? Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I am very excited to be the MC for the 25th Annual Noche de Gracias Night of Thanks benefiting Casada High School in Fort Worth. The event will be the evening of Tuesday, April 26th at Joti Garcia's Restaurant in Fort Worth. To purchase your tickets or to learn more about Noche de Gracias, visit CasadaHS.org and click on the Make a Difference tab. 
Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 